all have circumstances in our lives that challenge us. Get Made with Greg Harris. It might just save your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Get Made Show with Gregory Harris. Tell the bridge by me. Yeah, my list. Yeah. I was leased by Costa with Brooks and Rioni, mine diamonds in Sierra Leone. Got money, same color as baloney. Shit is real, ain't none of it phony. No, homie, you gotta stand alone. It's a hell of a zone. Before you come in the room, you gotta turn off the phone. This ain't ET, so you can't call home. Yeah, I like to sing, rap, and flow with the ballad. I'm the gorilla, but I don't eat the salad. You can give it to Khaled and ship it to Paris. Right there when they say my name Gregory Harris. I'm never embarrassed. For sure I'm the Ferris, unless you get careless. I call him the Harris. I'm not trying to scare you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Greg Harris here with the Get Me Show. Had to play my little clip there. Hope you liked it. Uh, some recent lyrics I just worked on. Welcome to the Get Made Show. Broadcasting to you live from Hollywood, California. I'm BBS Radio. It's the largest uh, live internet radio streaming network on the planet. And I'm on Channel One on that particular uh, network. As I said, my name is Greg Harris, G. Blackwell Harris. And I don't know if you heard that or not, but uh, yeah, sort of inserted my name on that little clip there. Just some of my writing skills that I like to display, seeing that I have the platform to do so. And if you appreciate it, I certainly appreciate you for liking it. If you're not, then I'll just continue working on something that maybe you can uh, like the next time. Uh, yeah, this week, oh boy, what a week. Uh, here in L.A., you know, as I always do, I start the show off talking about things that I you know, may have saw on TV or whatever, heard on the news that caught my interest. And I mean, just you, you hear more and more here in Los Angeles and Hollywood, Beverly Hills downtown area. More shootings, I mean, all over the place. Just it seems like people are taking that solution more. Then again, it could just be the news, you know, just airing it more. I don't know, but I'm hearing it more and more here anyway. Not like I'm hearing it low, I mean, you know, nationally everywhere because I don't listen for it like that, but here I watch a lot and listen to a lot of local news. So, yeah, it's been more. As well as the wrong way drivers on the freeway. That's another thing. Being a driver myself here in the, you know, main uh, L.A. proper area uh, can get a little risky out there for people. That, you know, not that cognizant of the road. And I like to toot my horn on that one because I deem myself a professional driver uh, because I, I pay full, full attention when I'm behind the wheel. So, yeah, so we have more just another just the other day. In fact, yesterday, today being Sunday. And, and thank anyone who can join us live while we're broadcasting now. And, of course, for anyone who can listen to us on the podcast later, uh, which is streaming, you know, on all the uh, platforms out there. 
Yeah, it's just more and more of the wrong way drivers on the freeway as well as on the street. And, and that along with, believe it or not, drunk drivers. I mean, I saw some pretty horrendous accidents on the street as well as the freeway, but mainly on the street, the main street. Now, <clears throat> granted, Los Angeles, Hollywood and surrounding areas have some pretty big streets, pretty large streets to drive on. We got out here. But for a three or four car accident, one Jeep flipped over and its girl damaged and you know, just a mess. For it to be that large of an accident on a, you know, just on a commercial street, Sunset Boulevard or whatever. I mean, well, how did that happen? The guy must have been speeding, drunk or whatever, and just, you know. Or another person could have been nervous and may, or just entitled and making one of those wide right turns or wide left turns from the opposite lane or could have been some of that into play too. I see it all out there. So we got a lot of that. So just, I always, I love to give a heads up being that I am a professional driver to uh, be safe on the road out there, especially for the females. I mean, cause I see so many women out there driving guys too, but I see it more in women that are so distracted. They just aren't, they aren't paying attention when they're driving. It's not a driving show, and I don't even know how I went down that road. But being that we're talking about the road, up, uh, it's just so important. I mean, you know, because fatalities happen, and believe it or not, not, I mean, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. But I feel if you'd be more safe as far as the practice, you know, with your practices of driving and more cognizant when you're out there and paying more attention to what you're doing while you're driving that huge, large piece of machinery up against other pieces of machinery out there in the road with you. You would think you'd pay more attention while you're out there, if you're not. But if you are, then big ups to you. But if you're not, then you should, you, know, you may want to start because it's just a, it's a calamity out there. And I, I imagine that it could be the same for any big city. And don't drink and drive. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't smoke and drive. Don't do anything. Don't drink soda and drive. Everything's a distraction. Just drive and get to where you're going safely. But in other news, uh, I heard that Bill Cosby's doing his time in Philadelphia. That's going to be something for him. The good part of it for him is that it's a pretty new prison that he's going to, although it's a maximum prison. That's going to be a little hard for him. I think the hardest part for Bill, as I said before, is going to be just uh, the conditions that of others, not his, of others. That's going to that's going to be a little hard for him because he's used to things being so used to living a certain way, and he's going to be around, you know, some pretty gross stuff. And he got Suge Knight's on his way to jail to do his 28 years, still haven't found out what type of 28. Did see a little leak come out saying he may only do 10 years because they gave him credit for so many. It's always been three, four years he's been locked up or whatever. And that's been my saying since day one, if he's going to take a deal, being that he's a negotiator, no matter if you like him, hate him, what he's a negotiator. And I'm sure if he's going to negotiate the deal of his life, basically that's what it is. It's going to be with some get back. So then they're going to get rid of all the other cases they had mounted. They were mounting against him. 
because they had other cases. So part of the deal is to drop those, get to 28. I'm sure he got some half, good halftime on it of 60% or whatever you can get because you make the deal for that in the courtroom. You don't make it in, when you get to where you're going. You make it in the courtroom as to what type of sentence you get. 95%, 85%, huge importance. I mean, especially in the state. So it's the state of California, especially. So it matters what type of 28. And I believe that <clears throat> being that it's 28, it just may be one of those 60% type 28s. I think that's what it's going to look like, or 50%, maybe even 40. Meaning that's all they'll have to do is that portion of it. Do the math, 50% of 28. Give them credit for four or five years. <laughs> There's your 10 right there. But yeah just a crazy thing so I'm looking for him to come back out too but the largest story of the week of course has been all over the place on the news social media entertainers entertainment Saturday Night Live everywhere is Kanye West visiting the White House and as my EP states uh, that I have on Spotify of course under G Blackwell like the mammal B-L-A-C-K-W-H-L-E Changing times. These are changing times for sure that we're living in. And I'm sure more and more and more is going to be revealed about, you know, regarding Kanye West and about that particular meeting. And when I first saw it on TV, I'm like, oh, my man, they got, in other words, they got me. When I first saw it come across the screen, the dash behind the desk for the hug. And then I heard someone say, Donald Trump didn't even stand up to hug him. So that was my take that was given to me the first time that I saw it. Because it's a big deal this week. And it's going to be a big deal next week and the week after, unless something else, unless he can top that or whatever, or trump that. So when I first saw it, it was a dash across the desk for the hug. I'm like, with the hat on and the black khaki suit. No one mentioned the black dicky khaki suit that Kanye had on. But he had the black khaki suit on with the red hat. And he dashed around the desk to hug him. So that's just, and then, oh, he and the hugging Trump in the White House. So everything went with it. The feedback online went with that. The feedback on uh, Facebook and on YouTube and on and TV and comments on the local channels and radio. Because the people were giving the feedback based on what I saw that day. The dash across, across around the desk for the hug. Then later that evening, I'm looking at YouTube. I happen to have a few YouTube uh, posts up there in case you want to go there. It's under G.H. Blackwell. I like the mammal. Got a few uh, cuts up there you may want to look at. Anyway, while I'm on there, I'm subscribed to a few channels. One of the channels I'm subscribed to on YouTube is NBC. And it surprised me to see NBC put the entire interview on there. 
Oh, okay, let me look at it. Bop, I pushed the button. The entire, when I watched the entire interview for me, this is an opinion hate of show, and it's mine. But of course, you're welcome to call in. I'm going to give that number out to you in just a moment. When I saw the entire interview, the entire time, Kanye West, Larry Hoover's wife, who no one ever mentioned that well, who that lady was sitting to his right, I believe, and Jim Brown, the entire time they were in that office, till it was time they were about to leave to go have lunch, because it was initially a luncheon they were about to have, That interview was for that entire time they were there, including the hug, the go around the desk with the hug. <laughs> that part I saw earlier. So I watched the entire interview, got an entirely different take about the whole meeting, about the entire exchange, including the hug. Because I don't give a damn about the hug, first off but including the hug. So, Beanie, and I'll go into it. And while I go into it, if you'd like to join me, if anyone's out there listening live, the number is 888-627-6008 to voice your opinion. And it's okay, whatever it is, because I can handle it. And as I said, more is going to be revealed about the meeting, of course, as it is with anything else. Not that it's so much in the dark. But if it's in the dark, it'll come to the light anyway, especially with that much light on it. Because here's a guy that's as large as Trump, meaning every camera in the world is on this guy. This guy arranged it for every camera in the world, every television in the world where they're allowed to be, to, to be, for it to be viewed can watch him. So he's on a world stage along with Trump. We know Trump's on the world stage, whatever he says. So this guy who's an entertainer, let's keep in mind, he's a rapper. He's an artist. So he has the artist spirit, the creative spirit, and the marketing spirit. So this guy worked it so he can get on the world Stay all ages, all colors, crossing all lines to say what he said. So that's worth watching the entire interview. And I, I didn't know an entire interview. Well, I did. I could have, but I didn't even think it through about an entire interview because I was hit with the sound bite. Not blaming anyone, but I, I can. But I don't have to. Because I saw it. So the thing is, now that I saw the entire segment, I have an entire different take on it. I saw something different. I saw something and heard something totally different from what I saw and heard earlier that day when I saw the flash across the screen and he dashed across the desk for the hug. Oh, so this guy got the world stage and he talked about reparations. 
He talked about jobs in Chicago. He talked about corporations coming back to Chicago and how they need tax breaks. Now, it's not written down. It's just stuff I remember off the top of my head from the interview. He talked about the tax breaks that will be needed to bring ABC, he mentioned the companies by name, back to America, specifically Chicago, that will allow jobs for this, that, this, that is. He mentioned schools that will implore creativity classes along with scientific classes along with music and so forth and so forth and so on and so on and it was just melded together i'd melded that much together yeah and he had it detailed he had it outlined and you know he's a very very hyper guy the artist that i'm speaking about very creative bouncing around and trump's allowing it to do to for him to do him and he's doing him he can't go in there and do me he damn sure can't go in there and do you he has to go in there and do him like i'm doing me now whatever that is giving you my best giving you the best that I have, the best of my ability for right now. That may change. I may even better. But giving you what I have. And that's what I see in him and I see it in people, period. That's trying, <laughs> attempting to give you something. Because he made a statement when you watch the entire interview. He says, in so many words, he know that he getting bashed for just walking, coming in here with the hat on. Of course he's an attention seeker. But at the same time, you got to have a certain type of metal to get a lot of, not just, I mean, you're going to get some backlash behind that from your own, mainly from your own people, your own race, your own color, all that, which is my next point. Because for me, you know, one thing, after watching the entire interview, because you didn't, on the soundbite, you don't see, or you hardly even see Jim Brown. You don't know who the lady to the right is. And Jim Brown never says anything. Well, I think on one of the sound bites, Donald Trump asked Jim Brown, you have anything to say, Jim? Yeah, that's a hard act to follow, meaning Kanye. And then, and then uh, Trump says, yeah, he's right, though. He's right. He made a good point. He's making a good point. He's making a good point. Like that, he say, I don't know. I'm open to it. I'm open to what you're saying. And then after that, they ask Jim, what he says to Jim, say, I'm not here for anything. And Trump stops him and said, he's always been like that, meaning Jim Brown. He says he's always been that way. If you watch the entire interview, for anyone that's listening, if you are listening, you may want to take that suggestion and do that, and you'll get a different take about this guy. Because to have a world stage to just be a court jester is one thing, or Stephen Fletcher, or an Uncle Tom, or... Uh, uh, Rick Rooster or whatever the guy's name was. The thing is, Chicken George, whatever it is. That's one thing. But this guy had a detailed outline plan. Then the purpose for that lady sitting to his right, I believe, they mentioned Larry Hoover. Okay. And for those who don't know who that is, Google him. I'm going to tell you all about him. Chicago's infamous gang leader. So that's in custody, federal custody. So Google him, it'll tell you just who he is. He's there 
I believe he's getting going to get him out. That's my opinion. I had his wife there with him, Larry's wife, and Jim Brown on the other side, which, to my knowledge, I know that Jim Brown's been working with his foundation and Mayor I Can because I've worked with it. I know he's been doing that over, at least over 30 years. 30 years that I know about. Uh, yeah, I'd say 30. 25, yeah, 30 years for sure. He's been doing that. In the jails, out of the jails, on the street, in the neighborhoods, all neighborhoods. Mexican, white, black, doesn't matter. You know, you got the Latino gangs out here. You got plenty of Crips and Bloods. And then you got skinheads and uh, the other white gangs out here as well. So he worked with across the board with all gangs in many cities. Mainly L.A., but many cities. So he's there for that. And they want to know, how can we clean up Chicago? So now for any other opposing uh, rapper, you know, artist, just like Kanye, with not as a bigger stage, which could be a thing that, that could be a butthead thing. My stage is bigger than your stage. See, I got a world stage over here now that I'm on. What kind of stage are you on? Are you at Wrigley Field? Are you at uh, Yankee Stadium? That's good. That's huge. But I'm on the world stage over here. In the, in the Oval Office, saying what I say. So performing and getting this point across. So here's the thing. For that, because some backlash with the other leaders, <coughs> I spoke with a brother of mine who's a politically minded genius and just a well-rounded guy in all aspects. This is my opinion. Of course, I'm going to talk for him because he's my brother as well, but guy's no joke on a lot of levels, with a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. So that right there qualifies him in my book, not just because it's my brother. But I mentioned to him and he says, yeah, we don't have any black leaders. And that's just every, every purpose I need for being made, the way I, you know, the way I am with my thinking, the whole shot, everything. Because, yeah, we don't have any black leaders. So to make that statement and say that, that's just something to sit on and think about. So I say that to say the people who combat it heavily with the platform to do it, you know, the, the, the black leaders are the ones with the millions of followers. For the black people that are following, those are your black leaders. You just want to be just real and right about it. Anyone else call themselves a black leader is just calling himself that. <laughs> I call myself Blackwell. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple. G Blackwell. So if you're calling yourself whatever he's calling himself, okay, I can get it. That's okay. Do that. But looking at the entire interview and taking that in and listening to what this guy had to say on there because he developed a way to get on a world stage larger than any stage he's performed on. <laughs> larger and longer and stronger. And he mentioned on that he was a billionaire. What he did for Adidas, he flipped it from a losing company, which it was because the two brothers, Adidas and Puma, was fighting. I remember that war. He took that company from a losing company to however many billions. And then he said on national TV, on the world stage, in the White House, in the Oval Office, with the president across the desk from him, 
that he's a billionaire because of it and that he could have lost 200 million if he hadn't. Because this American is all about finances. It's first. Yeah, but what about the homeless? Let's go help them and do it and let's go down there. But it's about finances first. See? Well, what about the people at the border and coming across? Well, okay, let's help them and bring them across and put build something. But it's about finances first, about the money first here in this country. So he went in there talking about head over the heels money. Head over the heels money, not just money. He's in there talking on a billion dollar level. These are billion dollar, billion dollar thinking people that you're looking at on TV, going across the desk, hugging. That's a billionaire who ran across over there to him. That's what he said. He said he was a billionaire. I'm saying what he's saying. I'm not saying he's a billionaire because I looked at his check statement and bank statement. He let me see it. No, I looked in the safe and safe deposit box. I saw it. No. Look at the entire video, the interview. He'll tell you that he's a. he says he's a billionaire because of Yeezys, Adidas. He'll tell you why and how much he made for them. He'll tell you detail, number for number. That's why you got to watch the entire interview. You'll get an entirely different take on everything that was said and everything that was done. So we're back to the other black leaders, you know, the other artists. I think it was T.I., Puff Daddy, who I admire. Puff wanted, Puff's a big guy here in Hollywood. I like how he roll. I know right where his office is located, if he's still up there. And just uh, work with him on a few shows with his, with his people, because he has, a, he has an entourage. They're no joke. He's no joke. He reps it. He reps it well, in my opinion. It's one that's my one of my favorite artists, entrepreneurs, as well as CEOs of Bad Boy. I mean, that thing's been around for. Come on. But for him to whatever yeah, these guys have something to say about what this guy said, it's like, okay, let's do what you're doing. Whoever's in opposition of whatever Kanye is talking about, let's do. And if you're in a position, let's do whatever you're talking about doing. What is what's that? What plan is that? Because if you don't have anything, if you just bash at this guy for getting up there on the world stage that he got itself to, he positioned himself to get to a world stage. If you don't have anything to not just compare, but offer or suggest, instead of going that route, he's talking about let's go the route that you have. But if you don't have anything. There's really nothing to say. But Jesse, if you want to make a comment, ah, he's crazy because you fell for the sound bite like I did. You see? Because I'm like, I'm wondering, everyone's ganging up on the guy. All right, I'm in. I'll gang up with you. Let's go. Everybody's gone. Let's go get him. But it, it, it likened, <laughs> it's crazy, but. Often, time to time on this show, you know, I'll go back and to talk about prison or whatever. Not just about Bill Cosby or Shook, but about my stay when I was in there, federal prison or whatever. My experiences and this in particular is one of those times because everyone's ganging up on this guy. Like I say, OK, I'm in. But hey, what are we fighting? What are we fighting for? 
what am I opposing reminds me of in prison when you have a big ass riot. I mean, people getting blasted. People are going to die. A lot of people are going to get hurt real bad. It's serious. The police are going to come in and bash some heads. They may kill somebody. They may hurt someone, too. One of them may get hurt because it's vicious. So, but when it's all said and done, or if you got a chance to look over while it's going on and ask, well, what's going on? Why, why are we at war? Why are we, why are we fighting? Why are we killing? Why are we stabbing? Why are we trying to live? Why is this going on? You don't even know. <laughs> and you're active. You're in it. You're trying to save your damn life. You don't even know. You don't even know why you're fighting. You're fighting your ass off. Jugging. And jerking. And hiking. Get, trying to hit out of the way. Trying not to let one touch you. And you don't even know what you're fighting for. So it's like that. So everyone's ganging up on this guy. And I can say, I'm in. If you got something good, that's going on. But what are we fighting for? What am I opposing? You know, or do I have a voice? Do, do you have a voice to assist another way? Not that way. We're not going that way because we don't. he's making a fool of himself. He's doing all that stuff over there. He's liking Trump. He's doing whatever he's doing. And let's not go that way because we don't we don't like that. And I got to think like a we now. I've turned French all of a sudden. I'm we in now. I got to do what we got to do. And I can't do what I like to do. I got to do what we like to do. That's just not made thinking right there for me. Now, this is opinionated show. And it's my opinion. It's my show. Number is 627 That's 888 area code, toll free. 627-6008. But being that it's my show, in my opinion, and, and you know, I'm grateful for it to be able to continuously do this show. I presently have about 24, 25 um, podcasts up online. You, know, you can go to Apple. I mean, all the stores have it. But for these guys to get on here, the other guys who has, like I say, they're the black leaders because they have the followers. That's the whole name of the game, in case you don't know. It's not about Al Sharpton. Well, I think all of us should just go here and do it. It's not about that. It's about who has the followers now. Everything's online. You can get at a million people, a couple of million people. You got a voice. You can say some stuff. So with these other voices that voiced against this guy's uh, meeting that this tr that President Trump allowed to happen. Yeah, call him up. Kanye and Jim and who? Larry Hoover's wife? Yeah, yeah. OK, bring him in. That's big as hell to get allowed to the damn meeting because, see, my, the problem I have with the other entertainers, including Jay-Z, when he made the opinion, I always shouldn't talk to Trump. You're going to have to negotiate with the damn devil. you got to negotiate with the devil to get your ass clear if you're up under it. So not talking is a sign of whatever you want to call it. I call it one thing. But whatever you like to call it, it's a sign of that, too. Not a good one. 
the not talking, I mean, not talking could be okay. Oh, fuck. We, because like back to prison, not talking is war. Not talking out, man, fuck you. Across the room, F you. So that's not talking. Wave, that's a wave of the hand. Ah, fuck them. That's what not talking describes. That's what it means. I'm not acknowledging you. I don't want to acknowledge you. Nothing to talk about. Kim Jong-un, one of our largest, and from my understanding, that's what uh, Obama told Trump at that meeting they had when they were, you know, knee to knee on TV. You say, yeah, one of your largest, what I, what I, what I read, what I heard, they, they clicked me with that one too, just a glimpse. But it said, uh, your largest problem would be North Korea which is understandable. He's to a point of sending people over there talking to this guy and the guy coming over to South Korea, whatever they're doing, I'm not there. I'm not siding with it saying, yo, so far they did this, they did that, because I'm not there. But from what I've heard and gleaned from what they've given me, that's all I can go on with that. They've gotten to a point where, you know, they're, they're talking and they're over there. And they're going to meet again. And they're, I mean, from a point of calling each other names like boys to, all right, let's meet up. He pulling the big 550 up limo in South Korea, which is a big deal to shake hands and sign some shit together. So that's huge. And people talked about that. They talked about him, talked about that, talked about this, talked about that. But still, you know, it, it happened. So the guy who did all the talking in the White House, you know, Kanye, again, back to him. But basically, that's what the show's about today. Because to me, that was a touchy subject. It's like it's it's so opposing to being made, to getting made, to being your own person. You don't have to allow it. Like, hey, man, just allow him to be Kanye. No, I'm not saying it like that. I'm not saying, hey, just allow him. He's going to be his own person anyway. You're the one out of step. If you're not allowing that person in your own body, in mind, to be themselves, you're the only one allowing them to you. Because of that person, everyone else who's in earshot of that person, they can get they get it that he's being his, himself to hell with whatever you think, feel, or whatever you're going through. So you're damaging yourself, is what I'm saying. So it's look, it's a disservice to those the people as well as the people meaning the people who made the statement there were other rappers what are you doing <laughs> man you see kanye jump across the desk like i said at the beginning of the show with the red hat on and hug trump what are you doing you don't even know you don't even know so the sound bite, and I swear to God, been hearing the fake news, this, that, and the other. The sound bite, and I'm not on that train. I'm not on that. I don't give a damn about it. I watch CNN. That's my station. So I'm not on that train. I'm saying the sound bite, I got the feeling after finding out the real deal and seeing the real diamonds, it felt like I was played with three-card Monty. He shook the card on me. Race them, chase them, see where I place them. It's an old Chicago game. 
they played. Race them, chase them, see where I place them. Might say it a lot quicker. Race them, chase them, see where I place them. Okay. That's what I felt like. He shook the red card on me. It's right here. No, it ain't there. Well, it's right here. Well, you can't pick but one card, though. Don't touch that card. Don't just pick one. Okay, well, it's right there. You know, I was going to get the wrong card. You're going to get the card. He know where the right card is. You're always going to get the wrong card unless he want you to get the right card. And that's what that made me feel like when I saw that clip and then saw after seeing the entire interview. The entire interview makes that much of a difference to me. It was that much of a difference, which is huge. See? So, now one of the things that uh, that he said on there was uh, wanting brands, you know, he said, we got to get out of the mindset of wanting brands and not land. And boy, I thought that was pretty deep because that's a man trying to give you a message. That's giving back. You got to come out of brands and not, you know, Brands in that land, I'm telling you, I'm out here. Everyone's acquiring land. It's going up higher and higher and more valuable and more valuable daily. I'm a daily guy. I'm a day at a time guy. Sometimes I'm a half a day at a time guy. Sometimes I'm an hour at a time guy. And it goes up daily here. Everything does. Everything's the stock market in L.A., the gas Housing, everything goes up and fluctuates, up and down. So, Kanye spoke about wanting brands and not land. You don't own nothing. I mean, in depth. It's just, it would be just, you, you would be doing yourself. For anyone that's listening, you would do yourself a service, a great service of knowing more. Nothing better than knowing more. That means you're able to do more and transmit more. You're able to give back because, you know, you can't transmit anything you don't have. So if you know more, you're able to give back more money, knowledge, whatever it is you got that you're knowing or doing. So to watch the entire interview, you'll know more about where this guy's doing with his stardom and his money and his this and his that. And his method may be zany. His method don't have to be my method. Like my method is not the next person's method, a professional out there that's doing the show. I'm doing, I'm doing the best I can my attempts with what I have here. And I feel good about it. No, it could be better. And it will. But I feel great about it. And I'm sure he feels comfortable and great about how, you know, with his delivery. Another thing I like, Van Jones, I got to mention it, and I don't know. He's on CNN, the guy on there. He did an interview the same evening with Dave Chappelle on it. And Dave Chappelle, in short, agreed with Kanye. And, and Van even says it's time for black people to start thinking more Republican. And I went into another show on when I grew up, things with my family and other people in my area, in my neighborhood, seemed like they lived and thought more Republican than they did Democrat. They voted Democrat. I know they did because we, you know, Chicago is a big election city. 
So I worked on campaigns back in the day when I was a youngster. I saw that stuff up close. Balloons go up in the air once you went up. All that. I worked on the campaign. I've done that when I was a youngster. So I experienced it. I know what it is. Red, white, and blue like you've never seen in your life. So I know what that is, a Democratic convention, when it was in Chicago, the whole shot. So all that. And my brother being always being involved with saying something and doing something in that regard. But I don't know. He also made a statement that he says racism is an invisible wall to him. See? And he also talked about sound bite. When you look at the interview, it's crazy. He talked about, Kanye talked about sound bites during the interview. That's the crazy part. <laughs> when you see it, that really slapped me in the face when I saw that, when I heard that part. He talked about sound bites. In the, it's got to be an hour long. So he talked about sound bites in the interview. And he also said that racism was invisible to him. He didn't say it was invisible because it's not. But he said to him, please, can I have this view? May I have this impression? Uh, this is my perception. Can I have that? Or do I have to adopt yours? Can I have my own perception, please? Can I just get made over here and have my own perception about life, the way I view things? I'm looking at it. <laughs> Wow, that's not bad. You're looking at it. That ain't shit. Or whatever. Or I may look at it and say, wow, I'm going to stay away from that. And you may look at it and say, wow, that's great. I'm going to get closer. So it's about perception. But you're allowed to have yours. Please allow me to have mine. So that's what I get from this guy. It's just perception. Everybody's not going to see that. Kanye spoke about wanting brands and not land. Oh, punk ass. See? So, you know, it's just, it's just whoever's perceiving it. You know, that's what it's going to get. It's what it's going to come from because it did a world of good for me to why I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a, a D.C. supporter or Kavanaugh. Or the late, I'm not a supporter of any of that. Told you, I roll with the Lakers and the Raiders. And now the Rams are winning. I'm in L.A., the Rams. Of course, I'm on the bandwagon. Big hat, everything. So Dave Chappelle agrees with Kanye, and he's, a, I say, the best comedian out there next to Richard Pryor, probably ever. A lot of people say that. He has just his own way, but he's an, he's, he's an uh, entertainer as well with a platform. So he's a leader of somebody. He can lead somebody. Somebody's listening to him. So it qualifies him to talk to at least a million people at a time or whatever. If he's like that online or on a show or whatever he's got going, whatever his platform is, those are your leaders. When my brother made the mention of not having any black leaders, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we got black leaders. Sure we do. He's not online. But if you go online, this person has a million view, a million followers, Beyonce, two million. Those are your leaders. And I would love to oppose that, what I just said, with your thinking, if you don't agree with that, but show me where I'm wrong. Because a person can call themselves anything. I'm your leader. <laughs> You're not leading anybody anywhere if they're not following. 
So, it's just an artist and a rapper. But to have your own thinking and to be an artist or rapper or garbage man or policeman or fireman or whatever you are, paramedic, and to have your own thinking. Now, I was thinking of another thing, a genius. That's what you want to call yourself because he mentioned on the interview another thing. I'm just about giving you the whole damn interview. On the interview, he mentioned his IQ. Of course, it was quick. You got to listen to the interview because he talks about being diagnosed improperly. And then he goes into his IQ. So if he has an IQ of a genius, a genius is going to sound a little crazy to so-called normal thinking people. Period. Has to. We're on different. Uh, I'm on AM. You're on FM. Has to sound different from what the way I'm thinking and seeing and blinking and thinking over here on this band. You're on a whole nother bandwidth with your thinking. If you're over there thinking like that to a normal thinking person, if you're over here talking like that, because he's on some supersonic. Imagine trying to speak and talk everyday language with Elon Musk. This guy's talking about going to not talking about. It. He goes to the moon frequently. So he's not just talking about a carburetor and some spark plugs. That's like talking to your local mechanic, John. Dave, Ben, Frank, whoever, you know, just you're talking about the spark plugs and, you know, the, I, yeah, I got a flat. And then I think this happened. Versus what Elon Musk talking about. So that's what I'm talking about, because I and I haven't spoken with Elon Musk, but I've actually driven one of his guys. I mean, I've mentioned this in an early show early on. I drove one of his guys to a beach home that he owned in Hermosa, in fact, because it's not far from uh, Tesla, you know, the big SpaceX plant out there in Hermosa Beach out there, South Bay. I'm right here. I'm around all this stuff. And I took a guy. He was the next. He was the next. I told the guy, I said, well, you're the next wave because he was like about 26, 27 years old. He's living on the beach. I mean, it's, it's bedroom door, sliding door right there is on the sand. You see it right there. So I say, yeah, well, you're in the next wave. If you're 26, you say, I never thought about it. I'm like, yeah, that's where you're at. So we had a good conversation. It was a long ride. I took him. I remember that. So imagine trying to talk to Elon Musk. He's going to sound crazy. He's going to sound crazy. He not, you're not going to sound crazy to him. You're not going to sound crazy to him if you're a normal, just everyday thinking person. He may sound crazy to you. If you're looking at it like because the thinking is entirely different. The outcome is going to be an entirely different thing, too. I mean, it takes boldness. And this is a bold guy. I got to give him his credit for getting to that point, for doing that. And I know not that I know, but in my opinion, I know about losing his mom. I know I lost my mom. I know that feeling. I know that stays with him. And I know that was the, that maybe was the, back to spark plugs, that maybe the spark that kicked up his moving aroundness. That's what I see him doing, moving around. When he's talking, doing what he's doing, he's moving around. But 
for to, for me. I'm not that much of a judgmental person. Do your thing. But for me, he just made sense what he was saying. For him. Not that it made sense for me. Like, oh, wow, it makes sense for me. I want to do it. I'll do it. Let's go. What, what did I sign? No, not like that. It made sense for me. It made sense to me for him. Because I'm not there where he is. He said the Yeezys was a failing company. Hadn't he got involved, if he hadn't got involved, he would have lost $200 million. He said that on national TV. He could check it. He said check it. You'll find out if he's lying easily. Everything's on Google. Just about. Then he says, I made so many billion for them, and I'm a billionaire because of this, that, and the other. He's saying this on national TV across the desk from another billionaire, whether he has two billion. People talk about the amount Trump has. It's not nine, it's not 10, it's not 12. If you had one billion, you're a billionaire. If you had 999 or 90 million, well, you're almost a billionaire, but you're not a billionaire because you're about 10 million. I'm a billionaire. Get the hell out of here. Put it in the bank, you're going to be a billionaire interest. So anyway, the thing is having your own thinking. When I, when I saw that interview immediately, I thought about myself. Not like I disagree. I agree so much with what he said. Just for me, it's for him. But to have his own thinking, that part. I thought about the show. I thought about get you know get made, get made, get made, get made, get made. Because I stress having your own thinking is everything in life. Because if not, it's like a drone type of thing. It's sometimes like in, in, incarceration. It's like I've mentioned before, I had to keep my mind and my aim because a lot of things I'm doing today, I thought about in there that I don't talk about on the show. Some I do in a good way, a good way. So I had to keep my aim the aim I had on what I wanted to do upon release while everything that was going on around me was insane. I had to make sure I keep my mind and my aim as well. Not just my mind. I had to make sure I had to keep my aim. Very important. So when I heard that interview in its entirety, I saw this young man's aim that he had. You know, it's a reflection. You know it when you know it, you see it when you see it. If you don't, don't worry about it. But when you know it, when you know it, and he had a heck of an aim, that's what had everyone concentrating on what he was saying. Yeah, he had a twist going because he was all over the place, but he was all over the place one thing at a time. Let's give the guys props. He was all over the place. I mean, I'm all over the place, but he was all over the place. One thing at a time. It was easy to get. It wasn't like, I don't understand what he was saying. Unless you just, unless you're just a damn dummy, but it was easy to get because he's an easy to get type guy. He's not a mathematician way out here, uh, to, you know, speaking. To, he, he, he said a big word. Say, I'm going to use a big word. 
he's an easy to get guy. So he would one at a time, each subject that he mentioned was easy to get. It's easy. So again, yeah, I know, but he did. Okay, so I got to think a certain way and act a certain way to be like you or to be to please everybody black or everybody that's liberal or everybody that's people of color or everybody that's my friends are people of color and I'm with them too. And uh, you got to act a certain way and be a certain way in front of the pro. Oh, he don't even go. No, don't act a certain way. Don't even go. He don't even go to see the president. He can't even rally for that guy because he's black and he's a rapper and he whatever else. And he's, you got to think like me. You got to feel like I feel about this person. So, but who's saying that? Where's that coming from? Who's telling me I got to think like him? Okay, well, I hear the voice, but who's saying it? Because it may be coming from a source of jealousy and hate. Hey, don't think like him. Now look at this damn fool on TV hugging Trump. Where is that coming from? I need to find out where is it coming from? Because I hear it and I'm looking around. I think I know where it's coming from, but do I really know? Where is it coming from? Because everything's coming from somewhere. So the rebuttal, because I hear what he's saying, that's coming from him. I'm looking at it on TV. I'm looking at the damn thing. When you when you watch the entire interview, I'm watching him. I see his mouth moving. It's coming from him. But when I hear the jealousy, where is that coming from? It's a source, but I don't see it. I don't know where. Where is it coming from? Show your head. The head should pop up. So that, that in itself made me think, uh, you know, why? You have to look inside to answer your why's. You know, why don't you like what he said or the way he said it, what he's doing, the way he did it? You have to look inside yourself, not inside of that man, to to answer your your why's. You can answer his why's out there, but your own W-H-Y's, you have to answer inside. I want to take the opportunity to thank any and everyone for listening to this week's podcast and this week's live show, of course. And just welcome you to join us every week, every week that we're able to be here. And hopefully uh, I can enlighten you to, uh, you know, add to what you already have out there and make you probably more made than you what you already were. Again, I want to thank you and say that take care of yourself out there and those around you. Peace.